This is the 77 WABC minicast. Professor Dershowitz, the U.N. ambassador, is saying this guy should resign after a disgusting, shocking speech. Your thoughts? He is, he is the most pro-Israel head of the U.N. in many, many years. That's which scary. Says a lot That's scary. Wow. No, it's really scary. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Israel offered to end the occupation in 67, 1990, 1991, 2000, 2001. In 2007, they offered to give them 98% of the West Bank, the entire half of Jerusalem as a capital, uh, a right of return for, I don't remember, 10,000 people, the most unbelievable deal. And they said, no, the Palestinians don't know how to take yes for an answer. It's all their fault. And the most interesting thing is, forget about this head of the U.N., there hasn't been a single pro-Palestine demonstration in any college campus. What, you say? You see them on television. None of them are pro-Palestine. They're all anti-Israel, pro-Hamas. And Hamas is the most anti-Palestine organization there is. They kill Palestinian leaders. They use Palestinian children as human shields. You know, they say these humanitarian crises, it's of Hamas's creation. There are millions of barrels of oil and energy in the Gaza Strip, which are being held and stolen by Hamas. Hamas stole the, the food. Hamas steals the oil. Hamas steals the medical devices. And should Israel be giving aid, they call it humanitarian aid, to Hamas? It's not getting to the people. Hamas is the villain here, and there's only one villain, and it's Hamas. And do they represent the people of Gaza? Well, the people of Gaza voted for them. They bear some responsibility for it. When you hear about all these civilians being killed, I would say 50% of them are people who are complicit with Hamas one way or another. And then the children, who are the children? They're 18-year-olds who are throwing bombs and sending rockets, 17-year-olds. They're not children. What about the women? Women are terrorists as well as men. So we're hearing a complete and total myth about what's going on. This is a one-sided battle. It's Israel versus the evils of Hamas facilitated by Iran and helped by the United Nations. Alan, it's Richard Weinberg. And the other thing that people don't seem to understand is it's a deliberate policy on the part of Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran to increase the body counts, the so-called innocent victims, as a strategy to control the narrative. What say you? You know what I've, you know what I've been doing for the last 10 days, starting from right after these events occurred? I sat down and I wrote a book called The War Against the Jews, How to Stop Hamas Barbarity. It'll be out in a couple of weeks. In it, I talk about what Hamas itself calls the CNN strategy. I call it the dead baby strategy. They deliberately put babies and children as human shields, knowing that Israel has to attack the rockets and knowing that there will be some children killed. Then they take the babies, put them in front of CNN cameras, put them in front of Al Jazeera cameras, put them in front of BBC cameras, and suddenly the world is saying, oh, my God, the victims are the ones who are at fault, the women who are raped, the children who are beheaded. It's their fault. It's not poor Hamas's fault. And if that continues, it will happen over and over and over and over again. I first started writing about this in 2002, and it's happened repeatedly because the world tolerates it. it the reason terrorism works is because it's rewarded. Terrorists are rewarded, and the victims of terrorism, like Israel, 
are punished. And but that's, that's why you got to be tough on. on terrorists, too, and tough on, on, and on, on the mastermind. And that's where I feel like, you know, I just finally heard today, Professor Dershowitz, and you and I disagree on this, um, because I just finally heard today uh, the administration saying, well, maybe Iran did have some direct, they, they won't say in this attack, but they're inching. If they had been tough on Iran to begin with, I contend they Look, wouldn't have been I able to fund the war. They wouldn't be I able to fund it. Look, this is going to sound very warmongering, but I have been saying this for years now. The only way to stop terrorism by Hamas and Hezbollah is to take it out on Iran. They are the puppet masters. Israel and the United States ought to use this as an opportunity to bomb Iran's nuclear reactor. We should be bombing it anyway. Imagine if Hezbollah and Hamas were armed with nuclear weapons, or even if Iran were armed with nuclear weapons. This is the time to, together jointly, arrange an operation and destroy Iran's nuclear capacity. The world will will accept it at this point more than they would accept it at other points, because they know that Iran is behind this. And the only way to send a powerful message to Iran is to destroy its most valuable facility, that, that is its, its nuclear arsenal facility, which they deny they have, but of course they have it. Professor, but, this is Craig Eaton. Craig. I have one question for you. What do yeah. you think the White House and Biden are afraid of by not going after Iran? What is the, I know why they're not going after China. China. They're not going after China because there's the business relationships with China. I think there's a lot of danger there yeah. for them. But why are they afraid of, of going after Iran? Well, they're afraid that it will widen the war and that China might get involved, Russia might get involved. Russia's a little busy these days. China is also busy planning its takeover of Taiwan, which will eventually happen if the United States doesn't show any background. So I think that bombing the Iranian nuclear reactor would send a very powerful message, a very powerful message. Now, I'm not a Trump supporter. As you know, I voted against him. I do believe that if Trump were the president now, he would probably be, at this point, thinking about bombing Iran. And I don't know whether or not this administration is thinking about that, but it should be. And but Israel, I know... Professor, it's, it's, it's I'll, take, I'll take a mean tweet over a mean terrorist any day of the week. But if Trump <laughs> was president, he wouldn't have released the $6 billion, and we wouldn't be in this predicament right now. And yeah. to follow up on that, uh, he would have turned uh, the Israeli army loose and would be backing them completely. Yeah, as opposed to, I think this is all a delay tactic. Taking of hostages was part of the plan, and uh, the president is playing his role, and that is to tie the hands up of the Israeli army and delay the process. And we'll be sitting here probably weeks from now talking about two hostages, three hostages released, and so forth, to the point that the momentum will shift from Israel to Hamas uh, on the PR battle. Um, it's already shifted. It's yeah. already shifted. Do you, you see the polls that show that, I don't know, 85, 90 percent of Americans support Israel. But when you get below the age of 21, they support Hamas. What is going on in our colleges and universities today? What's going on in the City University of New York Law School? The worst law school in the United States of America? A scandal? I mean, this is part of the City University of New York. It's supposed to be a decent place. I went to Brooklyn College. I won't give a nickel to the City University of New York as long as it has that law school, which has become the Der Sterma, the Nazi uh, uh, center 
of anti-Semitism. By the way, I'm happy to see a lot of a lot of people are pulling out. Before we let you go, Professor Dershowitz, I want to make sure we get to another big story today. Sure. Um, and and this is the the Trump case. This is the fraud case in New York. Michael Cohen testified. Of course, he was his longtime attorney. Apparently, they hadn't seen each other in five years, and testified that he says that Trump falsified documents to inflate his wealth, that he was aware of it. This just came a second ago that the former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, granted immunity. This is in the election case in D.C. So how do you read all of this? Well, it's so interesting. You know, Rudy Giuliani used to come to my class when I taught legal ethics and tactics at, at Harvard Law School, and he would always talk about the dominoes falling. He would prosecute a whole bunch of people in the expectation that some of them would fall off and make deals and testify. And I used to respond to him by saying, you know, when you get people to flip and become witnesses, they not only sing, they sometimes compose. They make up stories because they want to please the prosecutors. And so I think that Cohen will be hopefully effectively cross-examined and let the truth come out. That's all we want is the truth to come out, but not exaggerated truth. And let's see. But this case, the civil case in New York, is absurd. Nobody has ever been prosecuted before for allegedly over-evaluating property or um, claiming that Mar-a-Lago is worth more than $17 million. As I've said before, I'll buy it for $17 million today. And, <laughs> I'll go and in with you, Professor. We all will. And then we're <laughs> flipping and be rich. Yeah. yeah, Rudy Washington then wants to flip it, and then he'll make tons of <laughs> money. Right, right. <laughs> professor Dershowitz, thank you so much for joining us. We always love pleasure. having you thank here. Thank you, Professor. I always love being on. Thank you. Thank you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.